0: It's good to be back today on Search the Scriptures. We certainly want to take this opportunity to welcome all of our listeners. We appreciate you if you've been listening every day or just about every day, or if you've been listening from time to time as you've had the opportunity, or if you're a brand new listener listening for the very first time today. We appreciate you, we care about you, and we really do pray for you. We take this time and Search the Scriptures very seriously. We try to help people understand what the Bible teaches better. We dig deep into the scriptures, we look at it in detail, and yet we try to get it across in a way that is easy to understand and that you really can see the application for in your personal life. We hope that that is working out and proving to be true in your your particular case. Our prayer is that you are going to come closer to God as you learn his word more fully and that God will be glorified. We do hope that you're going to come to make the right decision as to what you're going to do about following God his way. It's great to be here today with Dwayne Kennedy.
1: Thanks, Gary. It's great to be on the program with you again. And it's encouraging to know that we have our listening audience who tune in every day. But even if you are new, we are encouraged that you are listening and studying with us today. We want to invite you to extend that listening opportunity and that study opportunity by taking advantage of the further studies that are offered during the course of this program. It's good to be here with you and with Dennis Stackhouse as well. Thank you Duane and
2: Gary. I'm certainly delighted to be with you both on the program today and I want to add my word of welcome to those who are listening to us. And you know I was thinking uh, Duane and Gary that a lot of our listeners do tune in to search the scriptures on purpose, each opportunity that they can. And I believe they're doing so because, as you mentioned, Gary, we are serious about teaching God's word on this program. We want to make sure that we hold up the Bible as our ultimate authority for our spiritual lives, and the only authority. We try to go to it, we try to understand it, and we try to help our listeners make an application so that we can more perfectly conform our lives to the example of Christ, which is our responsibility as Christian people.
0: Amen. Very well put. And uh, God being glorified, that's the bottom bottom yes, line. Yes, indeed. Amen. Uh, but we, we want to teach His Word and we mm-hmm. want to try to help people come closer to God mm-hmm. and ultimately do what God wants them to do. Mm-hmm. We're going to get back into our study here. Before we do, we want to remind our listeners that you can always receive a copy of today's program on CD or any of the programs and search the scriptures, and it's free. All you have to do is contact us and ask us for that. Tell us what day it was. We'll make you a copy, put it on CD, send it off to you in the mail. We'll take care of the postage. There's no charge to you whatsoever. We just want to get the word out. Now, fellas, we are deep into a study about temptation and particularly how to overcome temptation. And God has given us a way to do that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we've been looking particularly at the example of Joseph, his life mm-hmm. as he was faced with temptation. Yes. We talked about how. In the introductory section of this study, how Jesus came into this world in human form mm-hmm. and how He was tempted as we are mm-hmm. in, in a like manner. Yes. And in, so be, in being so tempted, He can relate to us, Right. but now He always could relate to us. He's God the Son. Mm-hmm. But we know that since He went through it, as we go through it, mm-hmm. same kinds of temptations we face that we know that he can relate to us. yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we can relate to him better because we know he can relate to us because he lived that physical human life as well. Yes. And yet though he was tempted as we are, he did not succumb to temptations whatsoever.
2: Yes. Hebrews 4 verse 15 makes that very plain.
0: So he's the ultimate example. But, of course, we're humanity again. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, we can, though, turn to examples that are given in Scripture of other human beings, mm-hmm. such as Joseph. Mm-hmm. We've been looking at his account in Genesis chapter 39 uh, in, in, in a recent program or two, where he was faced, had to have been faced with just continual temptations. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes coming at him from different directions. Mm-hmm. At First, his, his brothers hated him. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them were ready to kill him. They ultimately sold him into slavery. Now, what kind of thoughts must have gone through his mind right. after that happened?
2: Boy, oh, you just can't imagine.
0: I don't, I don't think we can imagine.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, but it, he must have been tempted to turn away from God at different times in his life. He was going through so much. Right. Mm-hmm ended up a slave in a foreign land. Mm-hmm. But we see this, this overall basic image of Joseph as always staying true to God. That's yes. right.
1: Whatever his hands found to do, he was always faithful to God. He did not slip. He did not lose his course, mm-hmm. and God was with him because of it.
0: Now, there, there's the key, Duane. As he walked with God, God walked with him. Right, that's right. And continued to bless him, even in those almost unimaginable circumstances. Extremely difficult circumstances. Now, we go back to his time in Potiphar's house, and we have looked at that up to the point where Potiphar's wife was continually, day by day, trying to seduce Joseph and Joseph tried to reason with her. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. This would be a sin against my master. Mm-hmm. He has elevated me to a position where I know better everything about the household that he does. Yes. And I can't sin against him. Mm-hmm. And also, bottom line, I can't sin against God.
2: Right, That's right. He recognized the sin as being ultimately against the Heavenly Father.
0: Yes. Now, we also compared that with what Jesus went through, mm-hmm. and most of that we just have to imagine because we're not, we're not told in Scripture all of the different ways and all of the different times that the devil tempted him, mm-hmm. but we do know that when he was in the wilderness after he had fasted for 40 days, the devil came to him,
2: yes, right.
0: and he tempted him yes. repeatedly. Now, how did Jesus overcome those temptations? He used God's word. Kept telling the devil, "I can't do that. It is written." That's right. right. Now, that word is there for us too, isn't it? Yes. Oh, absolutely. But in order for us to keep uh, to to continually be able to say, "Here's what the word says about this in this particular situation," Mm -hmm. we need to have some understanding of what the word says. Right.
2: Oh, absolutely right, Gary, and. uh we need to be diligent about it. You know, Paul made that very point as he was writing to Timothy in 2 Timothy 2, verse 15, that we are to be diligent to present ourselves before God as workmen who have no reason to be ashamed because of the fact that we can accurately handle God's word. And the only way we can accurately handle it is to be involved in a diligent study of it.
0: Yes. Now, we looked, as we were closing the program last time, we looked at Luke chapter four and verse 13. Mm-hmm. At the end of that temptation, those those successive temptations that the devil threw at Jesus when Jesus had been fasting for 40 days. And it said that the devil left him until a, an opportune time, didn't
1: it? Right. Yes, it does. And the idea is conveyed by that, it, a more convenient time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. At least there was another try that yeah. the devil was oh, going to make.
0: Uh, and undoubtedly, he had to mm-hmm. throw things at Jesus continually. Yes. He throws things at us continually.
1: Yes, he did. Mm-hmm.
0: And so, okay, he might have retreated for the moment. Mm-hmm. But but the the war was not over. No. He was coming back at him.
2: No, and you know we were trying to make that point as we concluded our lesson last time, Gary, that. Even with Joseph, he did the right thing when he was initially confronted by Potiphar's wife in that the text tells us he refused. Right. Yes. He gave it no thought. He wouldn't even consider doing something like that. But... As we go on in the text, we find out that she stayed after him day after day after day.
1: He had to face her every day, same temptation, just a knowledge of knowing, okay, I'm going to go back in this house and do my work, and there she's going to be. And
0: she's going to be at me again.
1: But he had made up his mind.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes, he had. But now, you know, you you know that it it took determination on his part and certainly Mm -hmm. spiritual strength to continue to rebuff her, Mm -hmm. her attempts Mm -hmm. to seduce him. Right. She didn't want to take no for an answer. And neither does the devil. That's right. Now, let's go back to Genesis 39 and let's look at verses 11 and 12.
2: But it happened about this time when Joseph went into the house to do his work, and none of the men of the house was inside, that she caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. But he left his garment in her hand and fled and ran outside.
0: Talk about a visual or a graphic visual aid that had to have been it. I mean, oh. He didn't just leave. I mean, he got out of there so hastily that, and, and you get the image, she's got him by the arm perhaps or some part of his, his coat or his outer garment, and he just comes out of it and just mm-hmm. gets out of the house. Right. It, yeah. It's still in her hand.
2: You know, it's amazing to think about this, Gary and Dwayne. I, I really picture this as a situation where Potiphar's wife had set a trap for Joseph. You know, we're told that the men of the house were not there when Joseph went back in. And, you know, probably he had a daily routine he would follow. And he may may have been involved in it on this particular day. But none of those other servants were there. You know, and even though we're not told in the text, I wonder if Potiphar's wife had maybe sent them on errands so that she could have this opportunity to spring the trap on Joseph. That's right. They're in the house, they're alone, no one would ever find out, and she springs the trap.
1: Yep. and something else we can notice about this passage is that temptation doesn't make it easy to resist. In fact, temptation can work very hard at our senses, even to feeling like sin is being forced upon us, mm-hmm. which is obviously what she was doing. She was not she had gotten past the verbal request, she was now moving in Mm -hmm. to make it happen.
0: And, and you know, it's easy to excuse our giving in to sin on that kind of basis. Right. What can I do? It just keeps presenting itself. I said no. I said no two times. I said Mm -hmm. no five times. I said no over and over again, Mm -hmm. ten times, a dozen, two dozen times. It wore me down. I Mm -hmm. just couldn't help myself anymore. Well, yeah, God will not let you be tempted by a temptation too powerful for you to overcome. Right. He'll always make the way to escape as long as you're walking with him. First Mm -hmm. Corinthians 10 and verse 13. That's
2: right. And, you know, we also see the persistence of sin in the person of Potiphar's wife in this account. You know, she didn't give up. In fact... She had refused to say no to the point that, as you mentioned just a moment ago, Dwayne, she went beyond the verbal advances and physically grabbed hold of Joseph, and she held on so tightly that when he pulled away from her, he left his outer garment in her hands.
0: Now, that served to rebuff her. Yes. So, and apparently she'd had enough at that point. And now you, you see her animosity. Right, mm-hmm. she's going to strike back at him now. Yeah. But we're supposed to flee oh. temptation, aren't we? Yes. Well, how, how does that read there, Dwayne? In, in First uh, in First Corinthians chapter six and verse eighteen, flee sexual
1: immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body.
0: Now. It it specifies sexual immorality there. Now, of course, that was the sin, particular sin, that Joseph was having to deal with on this continual basis Mm -hmm. in Potiphar's house. But his example, fleeing, Mm -hmm. it says he ran Mm -hmm. out of the house. Uh, And here, Paul tells us to flee sexual immorality. The same principle holds to any temptation. Just get out of there. Yes. Get away from it.
2: Remove yourself. Flee from
0: it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, I remember a lady telling me one time, and and when she told me this, she was a sincere, dedicated, very faithful Christian. But she told me about earlier in her life, before she had become a Christian, she said she opened up the Bible one day and she just opened it up. The first verse she saw was flee, that particular verse, Mm -hmm. flee fornication, the Mm -hmm. version that she had, the translation. Mm -hmm. And she said, I saw that, And I just closed my Bible back up. (laughs) Well, see, that one struck home. Yes. But the point, we have to flee Mm -hmm. those temptations. That's Mm -hmm. what Joseph did. That's what Paul tells us as Christians to do. Mm -hmm. We must not be weakened, must not allow ourselves to be weakened by any situation that we put ourselves into, Mm -hmm. certainly. And we must not allow ourselves to feel like... There's nothing I can do here mm-hmm. no matter what situation we find ourselves in, sometimes through no fault of our own. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're just in a situation like Joseph was mm-hmm. that he couldn't get out of. He had to go to work every day there.
2: Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I think there are four lessons that we're going to try and draw from this example of Joseph and how we as God's people today can conquer temptation God's way. And that's the first one that you just mentioned, Gary. We cannot be weakened by our situation. And you think about what the situation was for Joseph. You know, financially, I don't think he would have any worries. No. He was in charge of Potiphar's household, of everything that he had. You know, at this point, even though he was still a slave, I'm sure financially he would have had no worries whatsoever. Now, speaking vocationally, Potiphar respected him and Potiphar trusted him enough to leave everything in Joseph's care. You know, everything Potiphar owned, everything that came to him ultimately would pass under Joseph's guiding hand and watchful eye. He was respected and trusted. And physically, as we read earlier in Genesis 39, verse 6, he was handsome. Right. He was probably a charming young man. From a physical standpoint, he had it all. And sometimes, if we find ourselves in a situation like that, that may serve to weakness when temptation comes and cause us to think, you know, I deserve to do this. Right. I have it coming. In my position, this is all right to involve myself in. Prideful. Very much
1: so. But, you know, the man of God, as Joseph did, recognizes that while God may put a lot of things in our care and trust, there are things that are not ours. And Joseph recognized that. He said, everything that Potiphar has has been put into my trust and my care but you. Mm
0: -hmm. That's exactly right, Dwayne. We've got to be careful about pride. You're exactly right. Mm-hmm. We've got to be careful about carelessness, careless pride. Mm-hmm. Now, Luke chapter 14 and verse 11, what do we read there?
2: For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted.
0: And what do we read, Duane, over in James chapter 4 and verse 6 along the same line of being careful about pride in our life. But he gives more grace.
1: Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble.
0: So we've got to be careful that we don't, have, that we don't harbor ungodly pride in our lives. We've got to remember who we are. We've got to remember that we're the created and that God is the creator. Amen. Mm-hmm. And we've got to remember to be submissive to his will.
2: Well, we absolutely do. We've
0: got to be careful. Got to be careful. Mm-hmm. Now, we've, we've got to be careful also to not be deceived by persuasion
2: mm-hmm.
0: of temptation. Mm-hmm. Because temptation often is presented in such a package that it is really powerfully persuasive. Yes. It had to have been there, in Joseph's case, with Potiphar's wife.
2: You know, and you think about that in our modern-day setting, Gary, and uh, we have to realize if we are trying to walk as Christian people, our tempter or our temptress is going to be very persuasive. Yes. Their words are going to be continual, and their words are going to be very attractive. You know, we, we might hear things like, my husband doesn't care for me the way that you do.
0: Right.
2: Or we might hear, if you do this, you'll show me how much you really care about me. Yes. We're completely alone. No one will ever know.
1: No one will ever find out.
0: If you love me.
1: Right. The circumstances are going to be easy. Just so easy for us to conform Mm -hmm. to the situation. Yes. And agree with the situation similar to what Eve experienced when the devil tempted her in the garden. He made it so attractive and so Mm. easy to do the opposite of what God had told her to do. It made sense to her and she did
0: it. And we can certainly look around us and say, hey, everybody's doing this. Why? Whatever it is. Yes. Now, in Romans chapter 6 verses 1 and 2, what do we read there?
2: Therefore, Leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. Oh, I'm sorry, that was Hebrews.
0: Yes, (laughs) but that's that's a good passage also. We're actually
2: going to come to that one next. I got ahead of myself. Romans 6, verses 1 and 2. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it?
0: If we have died to sin mm-hmm. as we came to life in Christ, then we can't go back to sin.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Not it'd be right. We can make the choice, but then we're walking away from our Lord.
1: Mm-hmm. That's right.
2: And you know, that's one of those other areas, Gary, where the temptation may really be so attractive to us. You know, someone might be saying, What's grace all about if it won't cover something as natural as this? Right. Yes. When Paul is clearly saying, listen, you died to sin. sin. Don't live in it any longer. It's no longer to be a part of your nature.
0: You're not like that anymore. Exactly. Now, let's go to Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 14, Dwayne. And what does that say? For we have
1: become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end
0: hold fast unto the end hold fast our dedication and commitment to Christ mm-hmm. now Joseph held fast to yes. his dedication and commitment to God mm-hmm. and we need to do the same thing today now you got to stop here but we want to encourage our listeners I know that we're talking about things that so many people are very familiar with maybe you've struggled with these kinds of sins in your life but certainly if you have not these you've struggled with other sins there is a way out there's a way past that it is through Jesus Christ but it has to be his way please contact us and ask us for that free Bible study we'll send it to you we'll take care of the postage there's no charge and you can learn how you can overcome temptation and come be set free from sin through Jesus Christ. I hope to hear from you today.